Welcome to the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell, and it is 2023. It's a new year. New things are happening, and uh, we're going to talk about some great things happening in our community. We're going to talk with the president and CEO of the Sykeston uh, Regional Chamber and Area Economic Development Corporation. It's a it's a long title, Marcy, but uh, we always enjoy having you on the show. Marcy Lawson is joining us, and Marcy, uh, man, great things are happening in the city of Sykeston. That's right. Happy New Year, Glenn, and thank you for having me on. Um, you know, I, I feel like 2023 is going to be just a fantastic year for Sykeston in general. Um, just hearing the excitement of, uh, you know, our citizens and all of the new construction projects that are going on, downtown revitalization, some of these things we've been watching all of 22. Um, I think we're going to get to actually enjoy in 2023, so that'll be a fun time, too. I think it's really neat because we are seeing so many different projects, from the new project, the Carlisle facility, uh, to the renovation of an old building downtown that's uh, about to open with a new restaurant that we just cannot wait uh, to, to go to. Um, and then we see some buildings coming down that we know is a new opportunity for something new to, to go up. I mean, they're really, if you just look around, it doesn't take a whole lot to go, man, there's some real, a lot of things happening in the community. No, you're absolutely right. And excuse me, what's been so fun, Glenn, is to watch um, it kind of snowball in a good way. Um, It's not one person doing everything. It's not one small group of people even that are doing anything. It's several community leaders and people wanting to invest in their hometown and seeing Sykeston as a place to grow um, that's you know, making all of this happen. And I feel like, and I don't know about you, but when you're talking to people, it's like they can come with ideas and you're like, yes, these are great ideas. I feel like there's a little bit of a change where it's like, not only do I have a great idea, but I know that it can get implemented, that we can make this happen or see it through. Whereas like, man, I really wish we would have such and such or have this great idea, but I don't think it'll ever happen. And I'm not hearing that anymore. I'm like, I'm hearing this is a great idea, and I know the right people to make it happen. And that's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I think so, too. I think you know, you go when you go from, boy, I wish, to, well, how do we make that happen, right? Exactly. Because we can give yeah. all kinds of ideas, but then when we finally go, all right, so who are the players? Who do we need to talk to? Who do we bring in? And that's really, I think, I see the same thing. The conversation has changed from wishing to, well, let's just get it done. Yes. Absolutely. And I think when you know, when you're saying, okay, well, who gets, who do we need to get involved? All those people that you need to get involved are excited about the idea. You know, it's not, you're not pulling people into your idea or dragging people along or, you know, people are coming on board reluctantly. It's like, yes. Oh, we want to, you know, change the footprint of our downtown. Let's do it. We want to, you know, increase our housing. Awesome. Who needs to, you know, be here and who do we need to get on board and you ask those people and they're like absolutely I've been wanting to do this for a couple of years anyway so it's it's a unique time to be in Sykes and I'm just really lucky to be in the position that I am in the time that I am. Came in last year as as a new president and CEO replacing Mike Marshall who retired and then one of the things that you kind of did or or moved toward uh, pretty quickly was getting key players together to talk about a strategic plan uh, for the the Chamber Economic Development and Tourism here within the city of Sykes. And how did all of that come about last year? Yeah, that's right. So, 
You know, a lot of people, when they think economic development, they think solely industrial recruitment. Oh, you're economic development, you're going to go recruit industries to town. Absolutely, we are. But there's so much more to economic development than just industrial recruitment. So you mentioned Carlisle earlier, and what a big and great win for Sykeston. But that didn't happen without years' worth of work and planning and investment into our community to make it possible for Carlisle to come to Sykeston. So it's kind of like, okay, that happened. That's a, a great win for our community. What's next? And there were a lot of different ideas floating around out there about what's next. So we brought those people with those ideas together to say, okay, what do we need to prioritize? What do we need to look at first so that when the next Carlisle or whatever that is comes along, Sykeston's ready because we're not selling the same Sykeston that we sold to Carlisle. We're selling Sykeston that has, you know, been thriving since the pandemic um, that now has the 100 new jobs that Carlisle brought plus at least 100 new jobs that our existing industries have brought to the area. So, um, you know, we – we want to make sure that if we're bringing in a new um, industry or new jobs, that we've got the workforce here to support them. Um, so that's really how that came about. How do we make that happen? These are all, you know, big picture ideas. Um, so let's let's start taking a bite of that elephant one bite at a time. And the way that my mind worked uh, was to get everybody together and put together a strategic plan. So I think one of the things that you you kind of alluded to that um, when it comes to economic development, it's not just about bringing in an industry. There are so many other elements to the community that people don't realize uh, what it takes to bring in an industry like this. And what I mean by that is quality of life. And uh, when we talk about uh, events or things to do or housing or perception of the city, crime, um, all these different things play a part in attracting a company or business uh, into the community. And this strategic plan really addresses a lot of different things like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can have a, a you know a great piece of property uh, available for you know an industry and say, hey, we've got awesome utility rates, which we do. We have, we're so fortunate to have BMU as a partner, but that's not enough anymore. Um, you know, I went to uh, a conference over the summer, and some of the hot topics that they were talking about, um, every, you know, yes, the land, the, the taxes, all that has to be good. That's expected now. Um, that you're working on developing a workforce. It's almost expected, whereas a few years ago it was like, oh, workforce, we can kind of take or leave. But it's expected that you're working on your workforce. Now they're saying, okay, um, do you have adequate child care for my employees? Um, do you have a safe community for my employees to live? Uh, do you have enough houses that my employees can afford to purchase? So there's there's more going into, you know, their thought process uh, when locating to an area than there was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. You know what's funny about that? As you were talking about that, I remember years ago talking to people about marketing and advertising and what works and what doesn't work. And and as I developed commercials for people, what are some things you want to say? Well, you know, uh, we have the best service. We, you know, uh, we, we uh, always have smiles on our faces. And I would always stop them and say, listen, that's great, but those things are expected. 
But that's not the that's things right. you advertise because people expect that. And I, and I hear the same thing from you now is that those things that we felt like were starting to become priority a few years ago, now it's like, oh, wait, those things are just now expected. So mm-hmm. now we got to look at now, now it's time to really get into the weeds and dive further into our community and see what are the other things that we can offer. Would that be correct? Oh, definitely. And, you know, the fun thing for me about all of this is that while I'm doing, you know, focusing on these things for the community and, and kind of with that mindset of making it a better community to attract another business or industry, um, the citizens of Sykes are, are going to benefit from it. You know, these things that we're focused on, the quality of life and making sure that we've got, you know, a walkable community, we've got, um, like I said, the child care, all of those are needs of our citizens right now. And um, focusing on that is a lot of fun because those are things that I want in my own community, you know, to make it better. So it's, yes, it, it's got that underlying industrial recruitment uh kind of that's always there but these things are going to make Sykes in a better place to live and work for those who are already there and those we might be recruiting in the future yeah i think if you just look on the south side of sykeston for instance and in, in just the past 20 25 years mm-hmm. all the development that's going on down on that south side and then of course on the north side you know with the industrial park basically being full we had to add a second one on the south side as well and what's really interesting now as in, it, from what i can tell because of the i57 project we're already seeing companies looking at sykes and getting prepared for that when that's complete because they know increased traffic it means more hotel rooms going to be needed and more retail and other things really is going open up a lot of things for the city of Sykeston. Absolutely. I, I don't think the I-57 project can be overstated. Um, I feel like we've been talking about it for a while, but let's be honest, it's a huge undertaking. It's two states, it's legislators, um, federal, state, local, everybody to make this happen. But what's what's really neat, Glenn, is you know I, I can get so excited about the awesome things that are happening in Sykeston, but you can really expand that to our region. Um, you know, Popper Bluff is doing great things to prepare their community um, for the expansion of I-57. The state of Arkansas just put in, I think, over $100 million to um, upgrade their roads to make them um, into this, you know, Interstate 57. It's going to take their work as well. And once that happens, the amount of traffic that's going to be coming through Charleston, Sykeston, Dexter, Popper Bluff um, is going to be great. And I just see this whole area uh, flourishing and thriving. And I can tell you, you know, those businesses and industries are looking at that. Um, when they're thinking about where do we want to locate, it's all about how do I get my product to my customer faster, cheaper, and with a, a lower carbon footprint. And we are just located in the ideal place for growth. Talking with Marcy Lawson today, the president and CEO of the Sykeston Regional Chamber and Area Economic Development Corporation. Uh, that corporation uh, basically is the chamber. It's economic development. It is the CVB all in one location right there by City Hall in downtown Sykeston. This happened, gosh, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago. Um, time flies. And uh, uh, ever since then, we've seen some uh, a lot of great things happening, having those three entities in, in one building. And Marcy, 
did the strategic plan last year, um, and, and now that you know it's, it's a part of you, and uh, you guys have a mission. So, what what's the mission uh, for uh, you know these three entities in our community? Yeah, you know, it's um, we we were talking earlier, and, and people said, "Now, what do you do?" And I'm kind of like, mm, I, "Oh, how do I put that in?" a concise statement, because uh, what I do every day is very different every day, which is what I love about the job. But we have a new mission statement, and I love it. I'm very excited. So our mission is to promote, enhance, and support economic growth, prosperity, and quality of life in the Sykeson area. And um, I think that is the most concise way that I can say what I do, and I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of our mission statement. Yeah, I really like it. And to be perfectly honest, I think – Every organization and company could just all have that same mission statement because at the end of the day, that's what we're all trying to do anyway, right? That's right. I mean, you know, it, I Marcy Lawson is not going to be able to, you know, do these three things in this way without the uh, support and effort and dedication of a variety of community members. So, you know, it's... It's a group effort, but now we're all going to be pushing forward and and making sites in a better community. And if a you know a, a business, they have to be working toward that same goal to make their business better, which contributes to the prosperity of Sykeston. You know, it's there's so so many people that are involved in making something like this happen. Um, but I think it's a great way for us to wake up every day and say, this is what I'm going to do with my day. So um, let's talk about 2022, and I think yeah. we can highlight 2022 with Carlisle and a lot of other things going on. But what are some of the things that you felt like were just great that happened in the city of Sykeston in 2022? Sure. I think, you know, kicking off Carlisle has been phenomenal. The amount of uh, money that's coming into Sykeston because of that is pretty incredible. So if you've looked on the south end of town, um, especially recently, you know that uh, – the highway is being expanded, Highway 61 that, um, you know, goes north and south. And it's being expanded right now. Um, and then there's going to be an outer road. There's uh, going to be a new overpass over on the south end of town. And all of that is connected to bringing jobs to Sykeston through Carlisle. But it allowed us, the city of Sykeston, to leverage our dollars and get federal funding, state funding, regional funding, coming into sites, and I'm talking about millions of dollars um, that's going right here. So it, it increases our tax base. It gives people um, more work here. It gives, you know, contractors coming in um, or temporary workers that are coming in, staying at our hotels, uh, spending money in our restaurants and um, entertainment activities and that kind of thing. So, you know, when you say bringing Carlisle, a lot of people say, yes, 100 new jobs. But look at what else happened because of Carlisle Construction Materials. It's just really pretty incredible. So I think that's been a huge key thing that's going on. Um, obviously, downtown is just flourishing. Um, I love the reinvestment into our downtown with um, the stock-up building and it being an event center and Carson's opening for events and having um, a restaurant that's coming soon. There's going to be new office space that's going to be available. Uh, Dayoc is doing wonderful things. And, again, all of this is both private and public partnerships that are coming together to invest in our downtown, making it better for the people who work here, the people who live here. It's just it's so fun 
to be a part of, Glenn. Um, I could talk about that all day. <laughs> I know. It is, it is really exciting. So I, I, you know, when I was a kid, it was, downtown was still somewhat of a focal point, especially during Cotton Carnival Week. You know, everyone was downtown. But over the years, things kind of changed. But, you know, about, again, 20, 25 years ago, this group came together, and they've just been doing this bang-up job of of the change that's taken place downtown. And, and it's just the beginning, because I know there's some uh, opportunity for the, the uh, farmer's market thing that they're wanting to put down there and uh, expand that park and do some other things. It really is exciting. Downtown is going to be awesome in in the next few years. Uh, Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, it's... There are, again, like so many things going on behind the scenes. Um, People who are working hard uh, to make sure, again, that there's funding for these projects. So, you know, we've... uh, The community as a whole, we've applied to the state of Missouri for um, some funding for a couple of different projects to, like you said, expand like the the downtown area and Legion Park. Uh, one of the great partnerships that you might not be aware of is our partnership with the city of or with the uh, Sykes and Public Schools. So um, we've been working with you know Shannon Hollifield and her team, and um, hopefully if we get funding, which we should be able to announce so soon. Uh, but even if we don't get this funding, I think we will regroup and, and work toward expanding our career and technology center, but, you know, potentially using the vacated Orschland building um, and moving some SETC classes out there, being able to uh, double the capacity of our extremely successful welding program, because I did not realize this, Glenn, over 50% of everything that you touch was touched by a welder, too. So when you think, oh, are we going to get oversaturated with welders? Absolutely not. Every single industry needs one. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to, you know, construction, uh, CTS, construction trailer special, CTS, they do, um, they have like over 100 employees. 60% of them are welders, specifically. So uh, that pipeline of workers will just be great. And then looking to like the future, um, you know, a, a drone class, uh you know, what will that bring to our agriculture community? Uh, maybe a firefighter and EMT class, you know, making sure that we've got students that are in high school, they come out, they're trained and ready to go right into the workforce and can have great careers right here in Sykeson. Absolutely. I think the wedding program is such a great example that if you have a good program in your school like that, how it can change lives. And people don't realize you can come out of that, go to like a few months of extension school after high school for welding, and you can be and you can make up to six figures a year being a welder. And people don't realize that. Without the debt of college, Glenn. Yes. What was I doing? Yes. And oh, the funniest thing, you say that, and I say it like, oh, I could come out and do that. Um, I was talking to uh, Tom Collins out at CTS, and he said, you know what? We really love women welders. They pay attention to detail, um, and it's been, it can be a great career for women, too, uh, something we kind of don't think of. And, you know, I think that shift, and I'm, I know I'm getting off on a little bit of a different subject, but that mind shift that the only path to success is through traditional um, education, going to, you know, uh, college right out of high school or whatever that is, that mind shift has changed. What, um, what careers are for which gender has completely changed. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting too. And it's fun to see these young people, um, get excited about things that I wasn't even aware of when I was in high school. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because there was the stigma of men aren't nurses, women aren't welders. That's right. But that's just not the case anymore. And no. uh, it's changing communities. And I really like it because I feel like there was a moment in time we got rid of a lot of those classes, not just Sykeston. I mean, in school districts around the country, got rid of the um, skilled jobs type of education that they used to do. And we're coming back to that welding, woodworking, metalworking, and that's just going to have a positive impact on the community. Absolutely. And those skills are all transferable. So say you go to welding, you know how to weld, but that's not your primary um, responsibility once you get into the workforce. I promise you there will be something where it's like, oh, that needs to be welded. Oh, I can use, I can use that skill. Or um, auto mechanics or culinary arts or any of those that, that are out there um, that, you know, those teachers are just doing an excellent job in training the, the students for truly life skills that can, can go anywhere. Um, and especially in our trades, there's such an opportunity because our tradesmen are, um, you know, at that retirement age, they're looking to invest into uh, another person that could take over their business that they've worked diligently to build and, and to provide great services here in our community. And, um, you know, what a wonderful opportunity to move up quickly. Absolutely. Uh, right here in Sykes. And, and, and to, when I talk with my students, you know, it's, it's those relationships. Glenn, you and I have talked about this for as long as we've known each other, I think. And those relationships that you, that you build when you're in, a small town, a rural area um, that you've already got established, and it just allows you to be more successful earlier in your career than if you're trying to, you know, cold call and knock on doors in a larger city. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Marcy, listen, we appreciate you being on the show as always, and uh, you guys doing such a great job for this community. We appreciate you so much, and uh, I'm sure we're going to talk again sometime soon. Definitely. I can't wait to uh, have this conversation next year and, and um, see like, you know, all the check marks that I got on the strategic plan because I know it's going to make Sykes in a better community. It's just going to be awesome. All right. Marcy Lawson, President and CEO of the Sykes and Regional Chamber and Area Economic Development Corporation. We thank her and I thank you too for joining us on the talk of Sykeston. We'll see you next weekend. I'm Glenn Cantrell.